Hi, Vince of Pence Kitty. All right, everybody, welcome to Straight from the Can. As usual, I'm Morgan Rector, and uh, my co-host my co Raymond Hazen is... Oh, shit, dude, wrong show. I wasn't ready for all that. Uh, I am... Uh, I'm that feeling you get when your butthole puckers. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, not bad for coming up for something on the sly. Yeah. Jay, do you have a slogan for yourself? Any kind of... Well, nothing quite, nothing quite that raspy. Uh, uh, I, I am the, I am the stink in your shit. My, I wow. am the click commander. <laughs> you see this fucking face every time you see this face, you'll think of the fucking clit. I make that shit work. I get it. I'm like, oh, you little fuck you. <laughs> I'm really stoked. Hope you don't mind already. Yeah, you know. I'm working on it. All right, for the so for the first topic of the week, uh, it's funny we're we're in such good moods and yet we're discussing prison. Don't be dissing jail, seriously. Not Don't fucking jail, right? diss jail. I'm not dissing jail, buddy. I'm, but, I know, uh, right? Well, because jail's fucking there. awesome. Right? <laughs> exactly, we're not there. And like, and well, like I mean, Ricky, is it, like Ricky says, "Don't diss jail, dude." Well, I imagine it must be a place where you try to find something to laugh about, right? You try oh, yeah. to find to stay in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> and, and truth be told, like, okay, like I've said, like, you miss family, you miss friends, sure. And maybe you miss getting, like, high or drunk all the time, you know? But other than that, like, there's a lot of fun that actually is had in there. Like, there's a lot of joking and laughing. You know, you know, you don't know how many times, like, I'd be on the phone and, like, have to tell people, like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. You're going to make them think we're having a good time in here because everyone's just joking and laughing about shit at the tables and whatnot, you know? Right next to the, right next to the phones. It's like, you, you, you always got to find the, the the silver lining in the cloud. I mean, you know, if if you just sit there and wallow in misery, then fucking it's going to be hell. You know, you, you make the best out of what you got. Well, I mean, there are guys who um, get, as they say, institutionalized where they yeah. can't even. There's changed so irrevocably by prison life that they find it hard to actually adapt to the outside world. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. True, true story. And I'm going to fucking, uh, um, I'm going to leave the names out to protect the non-innocent, you know? Um, but I had a buddy just like that was straight up. Like I'm totally comfortable there. You could say I'm institutionalized because when I get arrested, I, I'm not uncomfortable. Like I'm not out of place. I'm not worried about it. It's no big deal to me. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think I think it's safe to say that you got a little too comfortable there. To yeah, be honest exactly, with you. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not. I, I'm not like looking to go back. I've had my moments where I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going to jail today. I don't give a shit. I want to go. Like, I'm tired of this, you know." And I've had those moments where I yeah, do like that. Yeah, that thoughts never crossed my mind. You know, yeah, but that's that's usually when stuff, that's usually when things are going really bad and like you get very yeah. self-destructive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and and Looking I'm not a light a, at the end of the tunnel and shit. Right? Yeah. And I'm not yeah. a uh, I'm not a self-canceller kind of guy. You know, where you take yourself out of the game. So going to jail has always been my way. You know, where things are so bad, is I don't end myself. I just I'll go try to get arrested. Um, but no, I knew a buddy, uh, but I, I re like that never really ever happened, but I knew a buddy who straight up one time, um, was downtown Napa, you know, back when we used to hang out at the, uh, the skate park and shit. And, and he was a bit older, you know, he was in his like late twenties by this point and he'd been 
all through juvenile hall, YA, and prison. Like he he'd done like fifteen years of his life since like twelve, pretty much. Like pretty much always incarcerated. You know, he's out for months at a time. You know, here and there, and that's it. And uh, he was just like, bro, I, I can't, I can't take this anymore, man. And I was just like, like we we're just hanging out, and I'm like, what? What's going on, dude? He's like, just out here outside dude like i just it's i can't take it and he's like i'm gonna i think i'm gonna i need to go back dude and i was like what he's like yeah and he went and robbed the liquor store to get like 10 or 50 i don't remember what he got dude he got a bunch of years just to go away because he simply just couldn't handle the non-structure and the uh like he he knew the rules in there. He knew how to play the game. You know what I'm saying? Out here, it was just it was more difficult, more challenging. You're more free. Like you get what I'm saying? Like there's no. He probably he probably couldn't find a fucking job. That that's what and happens. That's, so that's, that's what yeah. happens to a lot of ex-cons is they get yeah. out and nobody will employ them. Yes, I've I've kind of dealt with that a little bit too. I mean, f sort of. Not really. I mean, truth be told. But then again, I've always worked restaurants and shit. You know, and so in the restaurants, they don't really mind that much. Um, not were, you given, uh, were you given a bill for the expenses that were incurred uh, to pay yes. for you living in prison? No, I, did. I got one. No, I not got, I got. I got like a four thousand dollar restitution bill. They charged me for uh, all the food I ate and something else, and it wasn't that much though. It was like it was like a dollar twenty five a day. Or, you know, but yeah, no, it's cheap as shit. They had a yeah. they had a bunch of stuff, you know, and they made me pay it before I could get out. That I had to pay off like seventy percent of it by w working for free, basically being a slave state, uh, state yeah. slave. No, it wasn't like that for me at all when I went to prison either time. Um, I mean, I had my restitution, but that's what I owed for court fees and like for the case, you know, like the like the like the commercial burglary. Uh, I had to pay for the shit that I, like, I was trying to steal, right. which is funny. Yeah. Like they got it back, yet you I didn't get to keep it. it. Yeah, like, what the uh, fuck, dude? You guys got the shit. That's a whole like, why do I gotta pay right for there, it, bro? Like, <laughs> I hate that shit. Oh, <laughs> dirty God. bastard! Don't at least, even get me started at least on that keep shit. The shit. Then, right? <laughs> you paid for it. I paid for it. Not, not willingly, <laughs> but you did. You know, but I did. Oh, Jesus. Excuse me, gentlemen. My daughter's calling me. I'll be right back. All right, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. I was. I once met a guy who was in prison for over thirty years, and he found it difficult to make decisions for himself after yeah. getting out. Yeah. So he was so used to having his whole life mapped out. For him. He had a dragon toke. Wow. And by. That I drooled on myself, bro. <laughs> uh, no, that's precisely kind of like what that dude was talking about. Like, just the fact that he had to make every choice, and 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 uh, like, in there, you know, for the most, like, I know she can go pop off in prison at any time, but for the most part, like, we follow the rules, not so much the cops' rules, but like our rules, you know, like the inmates' rules, like the code that we all follow. And pretty much everyone follows that shit, like, religiously. And so, very few people break our inmate rules. And so, it's easy to conform and know what is expected of you. And you know what's expected of those around you. And for the most part, everyone abides by it. And yeah, so, it never changes or anything, you know? It's always no, the same. No, it's, yeah, it's been the same forever. It's been the same rules since fucking, I mean, before my dad was going, you know? And so, 
they're really, you know, and, and that's the thing out here. There's just so much to life that it, it, it can get overwhelming. And, uh, you know, some people get to that point where they're just like, you know what, it's easier and I know what I'm doing and I know how to survive and I don't have to worry about this, that, or the other, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so I can go, you know? So it's almost uh, like, it's almost like they turn you into a child again, right? In a way. Well, I mean, not necessarily I, a child, I'll say but that, a, a yeah. dependent, a dependent. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, accurate. like, because... I wouldn't necessarily call a lot of them dudes and their children because <laughs> they're some fucking big bad sons of bitches. Like this dude was a big monster, bro. He was. Oh well, yeah, but, but but as uh, a child, as a child, you're dependent on others. Well, yeah, uh, to, and, to provide for you. You know, yeah. you're, no, yeah. you're 100 percent right. And That's part of that saying, right. dependent is the key word there. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we don't emotionally develop properly anyway. You know, then we're going to stay in childish thinking in certain aspects. You know, so um, so there is something to that also probably. And if you're yeah. go, if you're going if you're start going at a very young age, like like mild man, my dad, my dad's in right now, dude. I just recently found that out. He's in, I thought he was out. Oh. Yeah, he was, but he's not anymore. And it's like, wait, so wait, what did more. He, what? wait? There's more. Yeah, but the son of bitch, the son of bitch is fucking. How old am I? I'm forty, so mom's sixty. So he's, uh, yeah, he's sixty-two. He'll be sixty-three this year. He'll be so he'll be, and it's like, dude, it's what time to hang, do? Time to hang up the guns. I ah, just same old bullshit, you know, fucking theft? running, running, gunning, drugs, and fucking thefts, and I don't know, a bunch of bullshit, same old shit, man. Nothing. Did he try to get a? Did he try to get a legitimate job? Oh, he normally works legitimately, but he just does. Uh, he eventually, starts doing other shit on the side, you know, uh, you know, allegedly. And so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so you always get. Yeah, so everything's allegedly, bro. Always, you know that. Well, it's like um, he said. Well, it's like this one guy said about gambling. There's something about fast money that's very addictive. Oh, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I get it, dude. Easy, I think easy money. But easy money, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Easy money is, is true. And so it's like, I mean, that was one of the things, like, I, I used to fucking, I used to hustle money, like, doing illegal things. And I used to just ask people for money. And you'd be surprised how much money you can get when you approach people with a smile, dude. You'd be surprised, uh, you know? Uh, I used to make uh, all kinds of money, bro. I used to make hundreds of dollars a day just asking people for money. And fucking, why would I want to work back then, like, when I was homeless? And I was trying to explain to people, I was like, dude, I can go up to this, I can go to any parking lot for, like, two hours and make, like, fucking three, four hundred bucks. You know? Seriously. You know, and I remember one time, dude. I had like uh, I had like thirty five minutes to make fucking one hundred seventy bucks, and I did it. You know, wow. And it's just like, so why would you want to work? You know, uh, easy money's easy. That's great, dude. But not everyone can do things like that. You know, it's like hustle. You know, why break your back when you can just sell a little bag of something and fucking make a week's worth of wage? You know what I'm saying? But the problem is, is these ta these types of ways of earning money come with strict consequences because they're not legal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can get busted. So that's 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 where the, the difference is. And like I'm you know, I keep thinking like, dude, you're fucking in your sixties now, bro. Like it's time to hang up the guns and like give yeah. you know, give that shit up, bro. Like like even you know Hey, hey you Ray, know, are you are you watching a football game or something? I am, can you hear it too much? I turned uh, yeah, I yeah, it's, yeah. it's kinda it's kinda washing you out a little bit. All right, there you go. No worries, guys. Yeah, the playoffs are on right now, so I'm watching. Yeah, fuck the NFL. So you, 
So, uh, do you know do you know how much time your dad's going to do this time? Oh yeah, no, not much. I think he, I think he comes home in like a year or two. Like he'll be home sometime next year, I think. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not like you're gonna, he's going to come see or something anyway. So. No, no, exactly. I'm way over here and he's way over there, so we're not yeah, we're not hooking up anyway, so it's not like we did not like we did not like we did much of that when I was still living over there anyway. So I mean, it's like it's whatever, but Well, that's uh, it. Just, that's who he is, right? That's who he is. He's an outlaw. Is that yeah. fair to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, it runs in my family big time. We all are. Uh, I, I, I white knuckle conforming to society, my man. You know what I'm saying? I, <clears throat> the only reason that I do it is uh, like I'm hanging on as hard as I, I am about not being an idiot about things is because I simply want to break the cycle. I do not want my son to continue doing what I'm doing. I want him to see that you don't have to be a fucking idiot. You know? And that's the only reason why. Realistically, if it was up to me, dude, all I would be doing is illegal shit because it is easy and it's fun and it's dangerous and it's exciting and you can get away with shit. And, yeah, dude, that was a big yeah. thing for me. A lot of times when I was <laughs> doing stuff bad, it was about the adrenaline rush and the thrill yeah. of doing it. It wasn't even about the money a lot of times. Sure, there was money, you know, but the adrenaline rush, you, you can't put you can't put a fucking amount on that, you know? Dude, I used to go steal shit for other people, though. I was in what was called the procurement business is what I called it. Or allegedly I do that, you know? And uh, like, hey, hey, Scoop, fuck, I need this or that, bro. And I'd be like, all right, I got you. I'll meet you over here in fuck two hours, man. And I just, we'd go get it, man. And then I'd well, just, you, have to be, huh? you have to be someone who who's comfortable taking risks. Like I remember yeah. Charlie, Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother, he was involved in crime for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you know, he said he was driving a stolen truck full of stolen merchandise. And he's, it was stressing him out because if he had gotten caught, that's like two big charges right there. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, if you're someone who needs security and li wants to live a quiet life, that's not for you. That's for sure. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, so so another issue I wanted to go into, it's funny because I was reading this guy, I was writing about how, in many respects, uh, prisoners and military personnel have a lot in common. Like, for instance, uh, though one goes into the military voluntarily, and a prisoner doesn't, an inmate doesn't go to prison voluntarily. On both sides, they're becoming property of the government. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, like, like, and you know, if you escape from prison, that's a, that's a charge. If you escape from the military, you're going to be charged as well, and they have their own prison for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you're a part of either or, you're not an individual anymore. You are now property of. Whatever governing agent is over you, exactly, yeah, and um, and it's more more than just that too. I mean, there's, I mean, like breakfast is at this time at yeah. this institution at every day, and fucking lunch is at this time every day, and you know, you go to this program, you go to fucking that church. Uh, most races make you exercise, so you have an exercise program that you, it's even in prison, that you have to follow, you know, up until a certain age, you know, once you, as you age, less requirements fall upon you, you know what I'm saying? When, then when you're like an old senior citizen, you really don't have to do much of shit at all, you can just kind of sit around and fucking pick your ass if you want, you know, uh, but, but yeah, and, and, you know, and then there's, you got, you got sergeants and lieutenants and, and grunts all around you 
fucking and there's a chain of command whether it's with the cops or it's with the inmates there is a chain of command like you have you and then you have either your dorm rep or your fucking block rep you know your cheer rep or whatever and then you fucking got your yard rep and then you got the fucking institution rep you know what i'm saying and all that it keeps going up and up and up all the way so yeah yeah they they totally are it's it's just like when you're in the military yeah it really is i you know Sure, they people in prison didn't sign up for it. Like, I've got to go to prison next year. Please, call them. I want to fucking go to jail anyway. Dick? Yeah, I'm calling them. But they... It, it was kind of... It was kind of... It was kind of a volunteer... Voluntary yes. thing is what I was going to say. <laughs> they chose... We all chose... To do something... That we knew would have consequences. Yes, yes sir. that's true. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. That's like that's like when we get into the whole uh, not to go into this topic too much because it's for a different show, uh, but the abortion thing. It's like you can't say that you were surprised. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew what you were doing. There's a good chance that happens. You know, so I'm, you know what I'm saying. Same thing. Like so, when you go out and fucking rob a liquor store. You can't be like, well, shit, I didn't know they were going to arrest me for it, you know? Like, right, exactly. <laughs> well, fuck, if I would have known I was going to go to prison doing this, I would have never done it. I no mean, one yeah. told me selling crack <laughs> was illegal. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they say, there are a lot of people feel like uh, if, you're, if you come from poverty, you're doomed to end up becoming a criminal. But I've known people who came from nothing, no. got student loans, went to college, made something of themselves. So, in, in ultimately, if you look at every every criminal who's in prison on a case by case basis, did they commit a crime? I'll, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. Is it the kind of crime you go to jail for? Yes. Now, people now rich kids often get off because their parents may be connected uh, to judges and, and lawyers and uh, other people who can you know pull strings for them. Uh, Political parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't want to say any names, but their initials are Pussy. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 their initials are Joe Biden. <laughs> well, I, had the, I had the idea of what if they gave uh, young offenders the option of serving in the military instead of going to prison. I mean, now, it wouldn't be suitable for everything. I mean, if you murdered someone or raped someone or you're a child molester, I would say no. But if you stole a car or if it's for possession, you know, you say to them, we, you can go to jail or you can you can enlist in the military and you'll get your record expunged and you can get all the opportunities from the GI Bill that most recruits get. Uh, wouldn't that be a better option? We do that in America. Well, we use... Uh, we used to yeah. definitely. We don't yeah, we really do. anymore. No, I actually but, tried. I tried. They wouldn't do it. Really? Yes. In Napa County. Now, I tried years ago. Napa County would not send I, me to the military. I think it matters on the county you're in. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. You know, it's, Napa, it's still a, Napa wanted to send me to, to prison. And because the, mil- the military is understaffed, so, you know. Yeah, if, if you go to... <clears throat> If you find a, a recruiter that's got a heart on that just really wants to get his numbers up, you know, or you they know really what? want you for a certain reason because maybe you have some uh, certain set of skills that they're looking to develop. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Uh, they will. I they will come and get you. Skills. And they will come and get you, bro. 
I mean, I, I've seen it in real life. I'm not going to name any names or initials or anything, but I've, I've seen it happen. You know, uh, but you can't not have any, you can't have any you can't have any physical ailments and whatnot. You know, and I, I would have to draw. I would have to pick a bone with with the you know uh, victimless crimes like possession. <clears throat> Or uh, even shoplifting's kind of on the border there. I, I, man, I hear people getting going to jail for or speeding. Oh, what are you in here for? Reckless driving. I was going 130 and a 55. That's so without, much crap. Without a fatality? Know? I mean, just because they were driving that speed and no one got hurt? Well, yeah, if, 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 yeah in California. Yeah, uh, you're speeding, and then there's like once you once you're going, I think it's like like twenty or thirty miles over the limit. You're in like excessive speeding, and it's a whole nother fucking thing for, it's, it's, for them. It's a fe- it's a felony here, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Hello. fucking crazy. Even, even hey. if you didn't, just because some cop caught you on a radar gun or an airplane clocked you, it's bullshit. You know, I mean, I can understand if you were going 160 miles an hour. And you ran into a minivan and killed two kids and a dad. I could totally get that, okay? That because that's not a victimless crime. There's no. a victim involved. Yep. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but yeah. Anyways, back to that's a whole other show. Back to what we were uh, the original topic that you brought up, Morgan. Uh, you know, that is a viable option. You know, I think they've kind of phased it out a little bit over the last fifteen, twenty years. But I know it. It, it used happens to be a here thing. in America. Yeah, sure. it used to be a big thing. It, it was a really should big be, thing. you're right. Like in, like in the 70s and 80s, it was a really big thing. But uh, one, what, Yeah, one problem, one problem they have in the military now in terms of recruits, apparently the IQ, the average IQ of military recruits has been going down over the years. So, uh, I mean, we, what, what we, we know say, why, I mean, right? Everybody, yeah. we do know why, right? I because of public schools, yeah, our our education system, our school systems are not teaching kids anything that they're supposed to. They're teaching and, and them the, bullshit. Well, and and well, the, well, why aren't they teaching kids financial management, personal financial management? Why because, aren't they learning that vital life skill? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know why. Because our freaking education systems pretty much overran with communists, and the, our education system here in America right now is basically. A freaking indoctrination center. They don't teach you any of the life skills you need. They don't teach you how to take care of yourself. They teach you how to follow directions and do what you're told and repeat what you're told to say. And that's about it. They want everyone. They want everyone upon graduation to simply conform and become dependent upon. The, you know, government or, or whoever's overseeing you. That's it. But there was a you guy know? on YouTube. There's one guy on YouTube made a good point. He said, the reason they're not teaching your kids about how to manage your money, how to manage credit, is because corporate America wants you to be in debt because that's yeah, good for, for them, sure. right? The banks, the banks, the credit union, you know. The state of Oregon got rid of reading, writing, and arithmetic as requirements to graduate high school. That's the only reason why you're fucking there. Everything else is just extra shit. Reading, writing, and arithmetic are no longer required in the entire state. It's like, why would you do well, that? Yeah, actually, oh, because some people aren't good at, at passing that stuff. You know, it's racist to have that stuff, you know, because black, black kids and stuff don't, you know, yeah. learn as, you know. But it's like, well, well they got, focus, they, you know, teach them, focus, help them. They, you know what I'm saying? They like, just 
bro, it gets even worse on the higher education level. Here in California, they just got rid of the uh, what's it called the uh, SAT requirements. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really. So yeah, that means they so, can only go to university in California, right? Well, that means if you're applying to a university in California, it doesn't really matter what your SAT score is. Yeah. Well, we don't. Just we don't have. It, it, well, it only it only matters what your nationality is these days, anyway. Uh, or your ethnicity or your sexual identity. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? You know, inmates are often some of the most serious uh, scholars. You know. Oh, but, brilliant. Like, when I've done when I've done research on on inmates, like this one guy said. Like I didn't have any real marketable skills before I came here. Now I learned uh, learned how learned the industrial arts. You know, I think it was yeah. like welding or carpentry or something. And he had, <laughs> he had a job lined up for him once he got out. So a lot of I people get real serious for education. There. Yeah, I also took a computer class while I was there too. But no, I've known a few people. I've known I've known a guy who's got his fucking lawyer degree, and he was a straight up lawyer while he was in there. He wasn't going away anytime soon. He, he was still working on his tr case, trying to knock off some years. But I mean, he, he it's not like he had like fucking ten year, you know, seven years or anything. This dude had like fucking sixty years and shit. And so he was he had time. But anyway, uh, I've known I've known dudes who um, were working on their doctors. I mean, some of the most amazing artists you will ever see are inside there man whether it's drawing uh, musically i've seen guys you know because they get guitars you can get guitars in there in some institutions man and i've seen wow. guys man that can just like because that's all they do all day they got nothing else to do is sit around so they just i mean when they get off work or out of their dorm or whatever all they do is sit on the yard and just because they got nothing else to do and fucking just like the guys that draw or the guys that tattoo in there or or uh yeah i mean yeah. i've seen i mean my dad sent me, uh, uh, it was a pair of booties, you know, like those little booties you get for babies. It was like little booties, but they were made out of cigarette packs, bro. Like folded, yeah, yeah. trying, like they, they folded tiny, like little squares and diamonds. And then like origami, shit, like origami wet, web weave together fucking. And then there was a whole picture frame that it was all out of Winston fucking, uh, uh, no, it was camel packs. And then, I mean, I've seen, dude, I, uh, my, uh, uh, a jewelry box carved, hand carved out of soap that had nice, working yeah. drawers and shit, dude. Fucking really? different bars of so yeah, different colors and different and fucking designs in it, like it was like it was fucking like fucking in, engraved and shit, you know, like a little fucking squid, like it looked like a fucking dresser, dude. But it was a little jewelry box about this big, and it was made out of soap. You don't want to use it with wet hands, like don't get get right out of the shower and start fucking with your jewelry. <laughs> But, uh, well, but yeah, I mean, I've often thought if I had to do time, I'd probably do a lot of writing, and it seems like yeah. it's probably a really good circumstance for writing because you're locked away for long periods of time. No one's going to interrupt you. It's fairly quiet. It seems like a good I, circumstance there, for writing. There you go. I read. I, I read. Yeah, that's what I did. I read a lot, a, a lot. lot. Like I, a lot. I was, I was killing like 750 page books in like two, three days. Yeah, you know? for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. I was. What reading, kind of yeah. books did you read? Anything and everything. I, I, yeah, I started out with Lord of the Rings and uh, or, or Hobbit's Tale or whatever. You know, did the, did the whole Lord of the Rings thing in like six weeks, and then and then I moved on to Stephen King, and it was just like a book. Like I've read everything that Stephen King has written. Yeah, I you know? I can't even begin to count or say everything that I've read. I mean, I've read everything. I mean, fantasy, sci-fi, fucking biographies, autobiographies, fucking self-help books, tech books, religious books, 
Fucking the Bible. I read the Bible. I read the Bible, I've read the Bible twice. Yeah. You, meant, you mentioned guy. You mentioned guys <laughs> becoming uh, becoming lawyers in there. Isn't it true a lot of inmates become almost like qualified paralegals because they're reading oh, yeah. tons of law books? Oh yeah. To, Find out how they can uh, shorten their sentences, and so they become yeah, experts yeah, in the law. The, the term jailhouse attorney didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But you do want to be yeah. careful for jailhouse attorneys uh, because sometimes they're not qualified. See, I was, uh, I, I was uh, like a lightweight jailhouse attorney. I didn't offer you legal advice, but I would listen to your – you tell me what you did and tell me what they're charging you with, and I, I'll tell you what they're going to offer you. And if you hold, I'll tell you what to wait for and what you'll get and all that. And I'm almost right because I know all that shit. But I, I'm not really good at – like I never argue cases for, but I probably could. I'm pretty good at arguing. <laughs> so uh, earlier, Morgan, you brought up the uh, – where we, we touched on uh, – Military people and, and the similarity between uh, prison and the military. Uh, so I did a little. I did a little research while uh, while we were discussing all these other things, and I thought it was kind of uh, I don't know. Cool, not cool. Eight percent, according to uh, the military. Let's see, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, this is America. It is uh, 8% of the national prison and jail population are uh, veterans, ex-military. 8%. I think that's kind of a high number. That's what. That's why I wanted to point it out. Hmm. Oh, and, and something that inmates and military well, personnel have in common is they bo- a lot of them both come out of it with PTSD and uh, struggle, struggle to adapt on the outside. There's a lot of veterans who are homeless, mm-hmm. unemployed, well, uh, yeah, addicted, you know. I, I think we established, you know, it's pretty much the same fucking thing. <laughs> the, only, the only difference I would say is in the military you have a little bit more freedom. Yeah, you get paid, you get, little, more you get paid a little bit more too, and you, yeah, you, yeah. you get paid more, and you get to blow shit up if you got the yeah, right job. Yeah, you get to blow shit up if you got the right job. Well, I'm sure, I, I'm sure if inmates, I'm sure inmates would blow shit up if you let them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you get to yeah, do no, that. That's what I'm saying, and like I totally agree with you. Inmates should totally be able to join the military instead. And frankly, I would even be willing to say, I mean, okay, not maybe not serial killers, but yeah. ki- someone who's killed someone. Should not be exempt from the military. That's a perfect. But candidate. I mean, if you're in the that's military, perfect candidate for grunt work. Exactly, that's my point. It's perfect candidate but if for you're grunt. In the military, you will be killing people. That, they exactly. Train you to kill people. So that's my point. Train you so how to shoot already, a gun. If you've already got that's it a, in a, you, a, a meat shield basically is what he's you know, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've already got it in you, then all we need to do is just harness that and point you at the right target, and you'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot. A lot of guys go into the military thinking, "Yeah, I'm going to kill the enemy for my country." But they don't really have a killer inside them, and then they do it, mm-hmm. and they find out these are human beings, and you mm-hmm. can, maybe you kill children, and that that fucks with their head. Whereas, honestly, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to catch you up. I was gonna say honestly, if I bet if we used more inmates and even more, you know, slightly violent type people, just was able to get some get some good, strong, violent type leaders to lead these men, and then I bet you'd have a lot less people with. PTSD and trauma afterwards oh, because yeah. you got people who are already okay with, you know, 
doing what has to be done. Whereas you're filling military up with people who think they want to because it sounds cool because they play Call of Duty, but then when they actually do it and they see brains all over the ground, it's fucking it's different. Like you know, I've seen some dead bodies. I've seen some splatters. Or and the trust calf me, fucking disappears. It, you know. It, yeah. yeah, dude. You know, like when I saw that guy fall off the fifth tier and fucking uh, West Block all the way down and splat on the ground, dude. And I actually okay. saw what a big puddle of human splat really looks like in real life. I mean, it's believe me, blood doesn't look like it does on TV. Like it was different, you know. Yeah, it's that's, like it's that's, it's shocking. I was like, holy shit. That's the thing. Yeah, PTA groups for for years now. PTA groups have been going on and on about what about what if the violent video games and the violent movies and TV shows are desensitizing the young people? But it, you know what? If the if the young person saw a real murder. I think exactly. I don't th- I don't think I don't think they, exactly. they would be desensitized. I think they'd be fucking traumatized for life. It's yeah. a different scenario. Yeah. yeah, no, it took me a little while to shake that one. I was lucky because I've been through a lot of trauma throughout my whole life, growing up even as a young guy. And uh, yeah, you know, like when I when we found I found the dead body fucking in that dude's next door neighbor's fucking apartment. Like dude was just crumpled. It was. I think it was weird. It's like as if he stood up, had a heart attack, because he was completely like folded on top of himself. He had fo- like folded straight down. Like his his feet were on his face. Like his face were on his feet and shit. It was just yeah. fucking weird, dude. And uh, like he was staring at me, man. And that shit bothered me for like fucking like three weeks, dude. Like I couldn't get that dude. Like he, Yo, every time, yeah. like it was just always like his eyes were staring at me constantly, man. That shit fucked with me for a while. It took me a while to shake that one off. <laughs> and there was no blood or nothing. So, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was a big horrific murder scene. It was just this weird, crumpled, blue, green, totally, he'd been dead for a couple of days looking dude and just sitting there staring at me, you know, staring at me like when he walked into the room and looked at him. It's fucking weird. And veterans, veterans see, <sighs> they see that like hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. And they don't, they don't get used to it. And no. they come back here and they, a lot of them say, like, when I got back to, you know, real life, like nothing made sense. Uh, if, if a car mm-hmm. backfired, it was you know somebody you know, shot a gun or whatever. Uh, they just have trouble adapting, and and just like how inmates have trouble adapting to the outside world, as you were mentioning your friend, you know. Yep. yep. Have, have either of you known someone who has has been both in the military and prison? Oh yeah, I was. I've been in prison with people who were in the military. It happens how, for sure. How did they? How did, Comparing, I, I, knew, I knew I knew somebody that went AWOL that that like we were talking about earlier, and he uh, he went to military prison for it. So, oh. wonder what their prison is like. The brig. He was in the Navy. I imagine it's probably just like prison. Yeah. Yeah. Like that movie. You know, you got, did you that? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. There's been a few movies about military prison. Like what was that one with the uh, what's his face? Were there the castle or something? Were there he was trying to build that rock wall or something like that? You remember that? Castle. Again, it was uh, was it Redford? All right, hold was, on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna is, that really old, is that a really old? Is that a really old? I want to say maybe '90s or 2000s. Hold on, I'm gonna fact fact check myself right now for us guys. Don't trip. That one was kind of cool. Uh, I mean. Like I said, I imagine I imagine it's a lot like prison. Probably a little more, um, probably a little more conformity, you know, because the guys are straight up military. So like even in there, so like I I would imagine that even if they're in the brig, 
fucking if there's like a, you know like a lieutenant there like they're all listening to him and shit like you know even though he's an inmate they probably fall right in line with whoever's ranked above him probably still what my buddy told me was like no it was just like fuck fuck you everybody because they were all in there for where they where he was they were all in there on uh dishonorable discharge okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i get they you were looking oh for, that's you know? true if they were if they're they looking at yeah probably huh Never mind. Yeah, that would make sense. If you're getting discharged, then fuck, who cares, right? Um, uh, but anyway. One thing I'm wondering about, the guys who, who get law degrees in prison, are they able to practice law after they get out? Because, I mean, can you have can you practice with a criminal record? Well, you can get your degree, but oh, yeah. you still have to pass the bar. Yeah, you still have to pass and, the bar, and you can't. Uh, okay, gentlemen, I was close. It's The Last Castle, came out in 2001, and it is with uh, Robert Redford. And James Gandolfini and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, wow. A court-martial general rallies together 1,200 inmates to rise against a corrupt and sadistic warden. Yeah, it was a cool movie. It was really cool. The Last Castle. Check it out, people. A little shameless plug for them right here. Uh, that's that's the prison movie. <laughs> Scoop Dad's Prison Movie of the Week. The Last Castle. That's the first one. Check it out. New segment coming out from now on. Scoop Dad's fucking Prison so Movie whether, of the Week. Whether or not it's, it's realistic in its depiction of prison, what is your favorite prison movie? I'm going to go with Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, great one. Mm. The, the Green Mile was really good. That's yeah, good that was fun good. too. That's but hard. I, I really, really liked fucking Blood In, Blood Out too, though. Uh, yes, that that's a, a great. You know what I love about Blood In, Blood Out is that's really San Quentin's Chow Hall. I've been there. Okay. Yeah, Matter of fact, yeah. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut a clip of it right here so everyone can see it of him walking through the Chow Hall. Here we go. Okay, so what you just saw right there, everybody, those are real. That's really San Quentin's fucking chow hall, and and on the chow hall. All right, so there's three halls, right, with two walls in between the three. You get what I'm saying? And on both sides, so there's four murals, right, because there's two sides to each wall. Back in, I want to say it was the late '70s into the '80s, uh, there was an inmate there, and he got he was an artist, and he got permission, and he drew these extremely elaborate murals and they're fucking those like weird murals where things grow into other things that come out of other things you know what i'm saying where, like the road turns into a tree that turns into a rocket ship that fucking psychedelic yeah it's weird it's, uh, kind of like that dude and then but there's one that's it's, it's all california and so it's like it, it's weird but it's like bears and and grapevines and fucking <laughs> you know what i'm saying and like i don't know but so all four of them all done with nothing but um, coffee grounds uh, and shoe polish. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. And the, uh, the here's what they say, and so I don't, you know, you, you always got to they say. I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently the Smithsonian has already purchased those walls, you know, that way if San Quentin ever tears down that chow hall or builds a new one or whatever, um, 
the Smithsonian gets those fucking walls. Allegedly, right? <laughs> but uh, Blood and Blood, yeah, that's another great one. I don't know, Morg, that is a very tough uh, question because about all of those that you guys just stated are great prison movies. I mean, there's a ton of other prison movies. Last Castle's a good one. Um, one I've always been a big fan of, though, uh, is Lock Up with Stallone. I saw what that. About, what yeah. about Cool Hand Luke, dude? Cool Let's Hand Luke. School. That's oh. a great one, too. What we've got here is failure to communicate. <laughs> do, 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 do. I know that from the Guns N' Roses okay, song. That's man. where they got that. Have you ever seen Cool Hand Luke? I haven't seen it. No, I never oh, did. dude, you got to see that one. That's an older one came out, I want to say. It was the 60s, probably the 70s, I'd say. And, it, was, uh, it, it was something like that. It was right after yeah. Technicolor came out, you know, and it was really good, man. Remember the box? Yeah, dude. And um, the eggs? That motherfucker ate like sixty-seven hard-boiled eggs. I'm checking dude. it out right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, six, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That you said sixty-seven hard-boiled eggs because that's the year the movie came out. <laughs> ah, that's what so it came I was out in sixty-seven. Yeah. Okay. So Paul Newman was in it, and uh, he plays this dude who gets busted, and he goes to like this southern like farm type prison. You know what I'm saying? And the chain wardens, gang. yeah, chain gang type shit. And the warden's just an ass. And uh, Luke is just, they call it, you know, he's cool, man. He just he doesn't let the shit get to him, man. And, and and no matter what this warden does, he can't break him is basically what the movie's about. And it's fucking, it's cool. It, that's a good one too, brother, straight up. I remember one of my favorite viewings of that I ever had is they showed it at Vets Park in Napa one year when they were used to do the movies down there. And so I, we went down and kicked it, like, out on the grass at fucking late night at Vets Park, and there's just a big, you know, big projector screen out there showing Cool Hand Luke. Oh, so much fun. That was a fucking great oh, show. Oh, yeah. I remember those uh, days. Yeah, that was a great show. Uh, but, yeah, one, one I movie, mean, good. One movie that was pretty brutal in its de- depiction of prison, but not in an American prison, Midnight Express. It's about a Turkish prison. This American yeah. guy was, was – uh, he try he attempted to traffic hash in into Turkey or out out of Turkey, but he got caught. And the conditions of this prison are pretty brutal, because uh, in a lot of prisons from around the world, like like in the Middle East, prison is a fucking torture chamber, like nonstop. Oh, yeah. There's, well, there's that, one I read about victimless crimes, dude. I mean, he had a plant, he had a concentrated plant in his pocket. And they're going to torture him for fucking 10 years over right. that shit. Oh, He's yeah. lucky he didn't get his fucking hand cut off. You know what I'm saying? There's one tor- prison I read about where uh, the ceiling is just like a grate, and there are all these like pigeons that hang out there. They fucking shit on you all day and night. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, that dude. Was- uh, um, <laughs> San Quentin's kind of like that, bro. They got a lot of fucking pigeon seagulls. It's right on the bay, man. A lot of pigeon uh, seagulls, man. Um, let's see here. Speaking, okay, there's a movie. Of, go ahead. No, go I was ahead. just going to say one way now that a lot of prisoners have stuff uh, smuggled into the prison is with drones. People on the outside <laughs> fight drones in with no. like drugs and shit. I, no, I ain't buying that. That, that, that shit would get that, busted quicker and shit. They that, tried that's it. a little sick shit. Yeah, they, trust they, me, they the towers would see that know, shit coming over real quicker quick. Quicker and shit. Uh, like, like 70, 80% of everything that gets smuggled in is smuggled in by free staff or correctional staff. That is that is just a yeah. fact. They're, they're bringing it in. shit, man. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. well I know, but we, we, we've been over this. Yes, most places they are paid shit. In California, they're not. Correctional staff in California make fucking bank, dude. Yeah, like 120. They can easily, 
Yeah, they can easily make over $100,000 a year. Uh, if you're getting, if you're getting paid $14 an hour to work in a place where you could be murdered at any time, you're going to get pretty resentful. <laughs> no, well, it's, think, well, you know? it's not $14 yeah. an hour, bro. Not, most, not in California, yeah, I know, California. but in other states. In other states. Uh, also, well, there's more to that, Morgan. Your odds of actually getting killed, uh, that shit only happens occasionally on certain yards. Like most cops work on, we call them turnkeys because they really don't have shit to worry about. And all they do is walk around turning keys. And that's yeah. all they fucking do. Now, yes, if they're in Pelican Bay level four, fucking Corcoran's the shoe program. Like, Super you know max, what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Miami date in fucking Florida, you know, shit like that. Like, yes, yes. Those guys are at risk and should get paid high, high dollar. For sure. Uh, and they but probably they, do. They probably yeah. do or they wouldn't be there. Exactly. You know? And they, But then there's places where it's like a level one fucking, you know, social club. Dorm. <laughs> you, know, <yeah. laughs> you know, where it's, so it's, what? it's a bunch of fucking DU, guys with DUIs and fucking uh, shoplifting charges. <laughs> so you know? what is, what is the like dynamic it, with... The, the CEO is like, is it, is it a, uh, you know, if, if you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect, or are they just power-tripping pricks, or what is it? I mean, I was always on a secure two. Um, they always put me on a secure two. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's because of my family, my family history. But anyway, um, fucking, that depends. Some cops are cool. Oh, we I, we always just call them cops, even though they're correctional officers. It's just faster and easier to say cop than correctional officer, and they're kind of the same. They're the prison's cops. Um, some of them are cool. Some of them are assholes. Uh, some of them can, will let you get away with shit. Some of them are looking for reasons to bust you. Um, some of them are you never know who you get, and those are the ones that piss me off the most. You know what I'm saying? I, I, had, I well, had this one. I came back from a furlough. And uh, I was changing from my civvies back into, into my uniform, and I fucking had a book of matches in my pocket, you know, contraband. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I took it to my favorite dude, my favorite fucking uh, guy there, and I was like, oh, hey, I got these. Not trying to sneak them in. There you go. And he goes, no, I don't want them. And he pushes it back at me. He's all, go give them to blah, blah, blah. He'll use them because Bubba Bubba's got cigarettes that he's selling and he doesn't have a lighter. And I was like, Oh, tricking you into fucking up. Yeah. No, no, that's what I did. And everything was fine. Never had any problems with it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. nice. There's, a great, there's a great video on YouTube. Uh, this this CEO uh, had a heart attack in while mm -hmm. he was on duty. And the, the inmates of that unit like started like, banging on their windows and shit to, to alert well, yeah. him to save his life, and they did. Well, well yeah, because he was probably like, like, okay, there was there was this one in Napa County, Miss Fritz, man. Miss Fritz was cool as shit, and uh, she was really cool, and it wasn't that, like she would just let you get away with whatever. She was just fucking a really cool chick, and she was an older lady, and, um, like, 
most of us, dude, we tell people all the time, dude, don't, you know, she might be a cop, but don't, if you fuck with Miss Fritz, dude, I'll fuck take off on you, bro. Just, don't fuck with her, dude. Just be cool. Miss Fritz is cool right. shit. She ain't going to yeah. fuck with you, bro. Just be respectful and cool, and she won't fuck with you. Now, the ones that I was talking about that you, that you may not know what you, who you got, they're the ones who one day they're super nice, the next day they're super mean, the next day, you know, because like their emotions for the day fuck with you. Those are the ones, if you're an asshole, just be an asshole every day, and I'm cool with it, because then I know who I got when walks in, walks in the mod, you know, walks in the area. I go, oh, it's fucking Johnson. He's an asshole. Don't put your shit away. Or you see fucking Murray come in and you're like, oh, fucking Murray's cool shit. Yeah, dude. Go ahead, light your tobacco. He don't make walks arounds at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. You know, so you know who you get. But you're right. Depending on the correctional officer, depending on who they are and the, the level of respect they show, um, yes, some sometimes you will have the back of a correctional officer as crazy as it sounds because you know that they're not actually out to harm you either. You know, Miss Fritz wouldn't have harmed uh, any of us physically or emotionally or mentally. So there was no way anyone was going to let anyone do that to her. You know, it's kind of like she watched ours and we watched hers type of thing. You know, I've heard a few uh, stories about female COs having affairs with male inmates. Did oh, that, that happen? happens all the time. <laughs> did, did that happen where you were incarcerated? No, but we did have a Peter Gazer. What is that? Okay. Well, the, uh, you know, the female CEO that she watches you shower? Yeah. Okay, well, I've had it more than once. Okay, so check this out. So in Napa, there yeah. was this one blonde, and she was kind of cute, too. Um, I think she had a thing for inmates. I'm pretty sure she was dating uh, one or something. But uh, fuck, she she would she would walk by yeah yeah more yeah exactly fucking probably fucking more than one but she would she would always as she was walking by it's funny how the toilets are always kind of angled in that direction she would always make sure to stop and look down and stare at your dick for a minute before, as she kept walking by <laughs> and then in San Quentin this is a true story in West Block okay so when you walk into West Block it's a building inside of a building okay so there's a big building and then then inside of it's a little building which isn't actually really that little. It's five tiers high with 100 cells on both sides, right? So there's 1,000 people per side, 2,000 people in West Block, right? The rest of the other fucking dorm areas, which you wouldn't really call dorms, you call them blocks. You know, you got North Block, you got E Block, you got fucking Donner, Badger, Alpine, fucking all, you know, whatever. There's a bunch of them. Anyway, the rest of them all about 1,000. A, a there's, there's one set of tiers, five tiers high, you know. But, I mean, they're, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so uh, fucking when they do showers, they do showers three times a week. They crack your whole tier, right? Each side, right? And the whole tier. So that's 50 cells. It's 100 people. They get out, and you have about 10 minutes for everyone to fucking shower. And so we used to call it nuts to butts because there'd be like 8 to 12 of you on one shower head just crammed in there fucking trying to get done or else you're not getting washed. Yeah, I mean, you do it a couple times and you get tired of it and you just you probably start bird bath. I bird bath a lot up there in my cell, you know, and shit like that. Because um, you get used to doing it because you only get out to shower fuck three times a week anyway. So you're bird bathing half the time anyway. But anyway, uh, there's in San Quentin, there's gunner tears everywhere. Whether you're in the chow hall, whether you're in fucking mods, whether you're walking the yards, there's fucking cops up on fucking, there's either towers Cat, or catwalks, catwalks, which we call the gunner tier, and they walk across them. So like when you're sitting in your dorm, there's just fucking a dude walk. Matter of fact, I should tell you guys a story about my very first night, my very first time I ever go to fucking Quentin ever, bro. It was fucking, it's still one of my favorite stories ever. Um, uh, 
they're 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 staring over you, watching with their fucking with their rifles and stuff. Well, it's funny how shower days there'd be fucking like six or eight fucking female COs working up on the gunner tier that just all standing around staring down there, like fucking <laughs> oh we're working showers. <laughs> they just it's the bad boy and, thing. Yeah, exactly. They just wanted to sit around, look around, look at a bunch of fucking dudes naked and shit. That's all it really was. Uh, all right, here, let me check this out, dude. This is funny to see. Well, uh, there's a lo- and there's there's a lot of, of men who uh, in prison who have pen pals with women on the outside yeah. who yeah. want to go oh, with yeah. them, marry yeah, yeah. them. So. Uh, my dad's wife, um, she met him while he was incarcerated, and uh, they got married while he was incarcerated. You know, they met. Here, uh, I was probably, I don't know, maybe t- uh, ten or eleven. And he didn't even come home until I was like sixteen. It's so. called it's it's psychologists call it a par- it's a paraphilia. It's called hybristophilia. It's an attraction to people who are involved in crime, especially violent crime, like serial killers. Always have women writing letters to them. Some of the, Richard those, Ramirez those got the married. Those want to get choked. That's what it is. Those are the bitches yeah. that That's want to get choked. Yeah. But I don't know. Or some people say it's because the whole thing with wanting to fix a man, like, you know, I could turn him around. I could get him on Maybe. the straight and narrow. But well, I don't, fuck, I don't, girls, I, email away. I'm right here, dude. I need to. Fix <laughs> <laughs> this guy right uh, up. Right? Fix me up. But yes, yeah, it's really dangerous. That, you know? danger. Yeah, danger. Well, well, I mean, you know, on an unconscious level, they're attracted to the warriors, right? You know, the guys who... Well, you know, course, if society came crashing down, uh, the guys who can kill, who can well, beat and make and do you know what that, get all the women, I, I promise well, do you. Do you know why, Morgan? What it ultimately boils down to is a woman wants to feel safe and protected. And if you're yeah. not tough enough to make her feel safe and protected, then realistically, you're not doing it. You know, that's, and that's the thing, you know, so. In order to be masculine, you have to be a monster. Exactly. Uh, that yeah. that's what makes you a man is you have that monster under control. But it's Dr. Fair. Jordan Peterson it, says the same thing. Yep. Did you hear him say yes. that? Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. I want a ma- I want a monster who has it con- under control. That's what society can use, and that's true. Uh-huh. That's true. And cr- criminals are also go getters. You know what I mean? Like that's whether you're a drug dealer or, or if you're a drug dealer or steal, uh, selling fenced goods, uh, you're out there. You're you're taking care of business. You're motivated. And that's another attractive trait as well. <laughs> hey, anytime myself or people around me needed something, trust me, I wouldn't like we wouldn't got it. You know, one way or another, we either acquired it or we wouldn't acquired money one way or another to get it the other that way. You know, legally, sort of. I guess you know, maybe maybe, maybe the acquire <laughs> the money wasn't always totally legal, but <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Speaking of, uh, oh my God, bro, that. that's gonna that's that's gonna be my fucking um, straight from the can that's T-shirt. Right. That, that's going to be my straight from the can T-shirt. It's going to say allegedly. <laughs> hey, Morgan, speaking we, of, we got about we got about six minutes. Do you got anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, speaking of prison staff. Um, so in the movies, the wardens are always portrayed as these uh, malevolent figures who are out to fuck with the inmates. Like you mentioned, lock up the warden. They they built a car or restored a car and he, he had it destroyed. Uh, the guy in Shawshank Redemption had, had an inmate shot, so he was really evil. Uh, I imagine you guys cool probably... Cool Luke's warden was a dick. Yeah. You yeah. guys well, probably rarely even saw your warden, right? No, I seen, I seen mine every day. Because uh, I was in a small facility. I mean, there was only 40 of us, you know? So, uh, uh. but... 
It, 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 that's called drama. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, that's... yeah. They got to sell a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, in my case, for the most part, no. Okay. In San Quentin, when I was there both times, it was just through reception, and uh, the warden came down. The warden came down a couple times because in reception, trust me, there's always tension. Shit's always kicking off. Fights, stabbings. People get thrown off tears, like shits all the time. There was several almost riots there. Warden came down a few times and helped quash that. Uh, Mainline, I never saw the warden at Corcoran. Um, I've seen the warden at Jamestown. Well, at first, uh, once. But then, after I was there for a few months, I got a really killer, kick-ass fucking office job over in the quad outside of the yard. And so my office was actually across the grassway from where, like, the captain and the fucking warden and all them had offices. So, like, I could look out my office across the window, across the fucking yard, and watch them walk by. And I'm like, man, I share an office yard with the warden and shit over here at this job. I'm, Man, I, dude, I walked back. I used to walk over to the gate, dude. I just have a, I had a little fucking folder. I just have my folder with me, and they just pfft, let me out the gate, dude. <laughs> fucking walk over here, but I was still behind like three other gates, dude. Don't don't get that twisted. I was no, in a secure no. level too. I was. It's not like I was going outside, <laughs> you know. Um, fucking. Yeah, you know, this one place I was at, bro. They would uh, at nighttime because we had uh, the way it was. It was structured like an X, like most old school. Uh, uh, places are, you know, with the control in the center, and uh, they were like, oh, hey, you want to run? I'll pack you a lunch, because there was only one or two people on at night, and they would just sit there and watch TV, dude. They didn't give a fuck. <laughs> you want to go? Go ahead. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll no, catch you in like two or three days. Yeah, no, it was and, so funny. It, when, pe- when people ran, they would start pools like 25 cents, you know, cause we we're only allowed to have a certain amount of money and that, but they would start pools on when that person would get caught and, and they, they would tell, Oh man, it was so fun. Cause you were out like in the middle of the woods, right? Yeah. 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 yeah nope. It was out, they didn't, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Dude. They didn't have fences and shit. Yeah. They had my it, dad at a place like that when he was younger too. Yeah. No fences, like uh, oh, no, yeah. fences, no gates, no guards or anything like that. Just out in the middle of fucking nowhere, it was it was country. It wasn't like the desert, like holes or anything like that. But yeah, it was out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and nobody had cell phones back then. That was you know that was back in the nineties, dude. People they like were balling now. if they had a people were balling if they had a pager back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of inmates have cell phones. They're not allowed to, but a lot of them have cell phones now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, zip phones. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one last issue. Uh, one thing I read is that if a riot starts and you don't participate, other inmates will take note of it, and your image from that point will be almost like that of a snitch, right? Oh yeah. No. Realistically, you're getting fucked up by your people. Yeah. If you don't help. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah. Because yeah. because if 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 they can't trust you. To have someone's back, why sh- why are they going to have yours? And that's what it boils down to. And you, so you, you won't nece- you, you won't necessarily get fucked up by them. You probably will, but they ain't going to protect you if anybody else wants to mm-hmm. fuck you up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in a very lonely position. Yeah. I mean, you're only 
your only luck unless to not... you're unless you're unless you're like an old man or something, you know. Yeah, you know, exactly. Or, Once again, or, or or a cripple or something like yep. that, you know. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, if you're you, a cripple, you, you you can grab a broom handle and whack somebody in the shins or something. <laughs> were you guys member? Were, were you guys a member of a gang? I don't think either one of you was. Were you? Fucking, yeah. fucking, fucking Scoob Dad's gang, bro. The the Peckerwoods. Uh, yeah, the, the Peckerwoods, bro. Fucking two hundred proof Peckerwood right here, baby. Two hundred proof Peckerwood. If you were white, dude, you were a Peckerwood. And that's no, all I there mean, was. So, it didn't yeah, matter so, if you wanted to be a part of it or not. That's just what you were. So were, were uh, they were they connected to the Aryan Brotherhood? No, I mean you're white, so sort of, but no, not at all. <laughs> not, but not, not, not at all. Really, no. not directly. Uh, no, not at all. You know, really, but you sort of are because you're like so. It's all connected because you're the same race. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and like I like I was trying to explain to you, there's there's really a small population of Aryans. Even in prison, it's a very small population, and uh, like almost like ninety something percent of all other whites are some other subset of white group. And you got your racist ones, and then you got your non-racist ones. And Woods or Pecker Woods are your non-racist, like non-gang affiliated white guys. They're just white yep. guys. So yep. you're either, you know, with yep. one of these gang groups or whatever affiliated things, or you're just a wood, peckerwood, or a wood for short. You're just a wood, and that's just what you are. And there's no, that's it, you know. And so that's what I was because I wasn't an Aryan or a Nazi lowrider or any it, of these guys. It, it, it's it's so not I was like just you're out there hating. It. You're not no. like you're out there hating anybody else. You're just nope. like just a, me. a white guy. But yeah. do I still fall under the same rules that the white guys have to put in? Put in place. Yes, and. Are the Aryans at the top of that food chain? Well, for the most part, yes. 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 Oh, here's, so, here's, a, here's another issue. Should inmates be allowed to vote? They're not allowed to vote, right? They're I not allowed they, while incarcerated. But once you're uh, once as long as you're not incarcerated, you can vote. People always yeah. think you can't. You can vote. But yep. not even uh, in yeah. prison. Uh, no, not no, while no, incarcerated. Not. Yeah. But once well, you're uh, out, you can vote. I think it's state to state here. Well, you, well, you and, can, and, I, I'm pretty sure you and can. And it matters, yeah, like federal or state, you know. Uh, I mean, what I was going to say is I, you might be able to vote for some state issues, but I don't think so at all. Um, well, politicians are I've, some of the biggest criminals around. So. Because let me explain to you. I've done years incarcerated. And That's because they're not in prison yet. I know. Yeah, exactly. I've done years incarcerated, and I've done years not incarcerated. And the years that I'm incarcerated, I'm not allowed to vote. And the years that I'm not incarcerated, I am allowed to vote. So it's just like people think when you're a felon, you can't run for president. That's not true at all either. Yes, you can. You totally can. You're just probably not going to win because who's going to vote for a felon? You know? Um and that's what it, it is. is. It is true that you can't get a fucking gun here if, uh, if you're a that's felon. That's true also. Yeah, you can and do that. I, yeah. And I strongly disagree with that. I, I do. I, I think do too. Once you've done your time, your, what do they call it here? Commitment to society, yep. I believe is what this is called. So, uh, so, you, you've done your time. You've been punished. <laughs> but, what if, totally. but, what, but what if you committed a violent crime with a gun? Well, then you would be exempt from it. But if you're not a violent crime with a gun, then why should you not be allowed to have a gun? It's like if you don't have a crime with alcohol, you don't have a, a, B, a B2, B12 or whatever 
B3, something like that clause, which says you can't drink. You actually have to have a crime with alcohol to have that stipulation. So it's the same thing. If you don't have a gun charge, then you're doesn't matter. If you do have a gun charge, then you're exempt from that. So look, we'll end it. We can end it here if you guys want to. Even it's kind of touching on what Jason said. Back in 1886, San Quentin was started. It was the very first prison in the state of California, 1886. When you used to parole from San Quentin, they would give you an empty revolver and a $20 gold piece. You could walk across the street. This is a true story. You could walk across the street. There was a little fucking hut there and they would sell you a horse and the rounds for that fucking revolver with that $20 gold piece and you were able to go. That's what they'd give you for parole when you first started paroling in 1886 out of San Quentin. So, I mean, once again, it's it's all about the individual. Yeah, I don't have a single gun charge on me. I've never shot an individual ever. Why am I exempt from having guns? I'm not a violent individual. I can be violent, but I'm not a violent individual. You know, so there's a difference. And, and, not, and not only that, if somebody was in on a gun charge or, or some sort of gun violence thing, uh, people are going to know when they come out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, and I, I think that you should have a right to fucking defend yourself. I mean, kind of exactly. like the, the your twenty dollar gold piece story. I mean, if you think about that, you know, but it's it's still the same in 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 the larger scheme of things, you know. Uh, yeah. So I totally disagree with it. You know, <laughs> even even I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Even if you went and say say you went and you shot five people. I, I could think of a few different scenarios. All of them would be different to try to justify it one way or the other, and I'm going to leave right. that out. Right. But you, you get convicted of five counts of fucking manslaughter, murder. Well, I guess you'd probably get the chair. Yeah. Anyways, but it's, uh, that was a bad, that was a bad comparison. But what I'm saying though is, you get. I, I think you should still have your rights, and I think if you're that bad of a person that did that bad of a thing, other I've, armed citizens would be there to greet you shortly after you got out. Here we go, Jason. I got your analogy for you. I know where you were going, brother. You know how I got you. I know. Smell you. what I'm stepping in. If you were Nicolas Cage in Con Air. <laughs> All right, or you killed that dude defending your wife, but you still got busted. You should have a right to still own a gun when you come home. That's what Jason meant. So there are there are there are cases where I mean yes, if you just went out and killed five people, then yes, of course. But like maybe you you know yeah, that's you, what I'm but, saying. You get you know, a gun charge for some stupid shit. Some stupid shit where you were actually self defense, you know, self defense, or you were defending someone else, or maybe you were preventing a crime, and then the guy got murdered by accident. Like like let's say you just were you were the the nice citizen that stepped in, and the guy didn't comply and so you put them down or whatever and for some reason they still busted you uh yeah that would be a different scenario but you know you're right not all felons should you know i got, but I, I, got I do i, I do agree i do why, agree why with I, you morgan you know? I, I do agree with you morgan there there should be a, a caveat to you know everything. we can't we can get crossbows no, nothing's though. Nothing's absolute. Only Sith deal in absolutes. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I do know that. But hey, for all my fellas out there, you know what we can get? We can get crossbows. Yeah. And yeah. medieval weapons. And medieval Black weapons. Powder. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Trebu violence. Uh, Trebuchets. <laughs> bastards. Speaking doors. of violence. 
Speaking of violence, going back to the movies again for a second, they depict yes. the violence that happens in, in prison in terms of like just it's a very high frequency. You know, bodies are just fucking stacking up. But over the course of a year, say in San Quentin, how many murders would actually happen, do you think, Jay, I mean, uh, Raymond? Maybe a couple. I mean, there's a lot of fi fights are, are daily. Uh, people get stabbed periodically. Um, I mean, that one guy got... Okay, so I was there for about five and a half months my first time, and I think I was there for like four and a half my second time, so nine months total. That one guy got thrown off the tier. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure, died because um, he uh -huh. never came. He splatted, and then they never came. Locked us yeah, all down. If, if, we were locked, if you splat, you're yeah. not getting back. And then up. we were locked down for like we were locked down for, for like for a few days. They felt they self fed us and everything, and then he was just never heard from again. So. I'm pretty sure. Uh, other than that, I mean, even the like the stabbings and shit. For the most part, I I mean, I'm pretty sure most people live. You know, um, I mean, there's probably been a couple. There's been a couple deaths in all the times I've been there. I I mean, if you get up to the level once again, the bigger yards, level four yards and shit, more shit kicks off. Well, I don't know. It's rough because a lot of stuff does go off in um, reception. <laughs> a lot of stuff does go off in reception because that's everyone's just getting there, you know, and they and they're they're trying to go to the go to the main line with some work already under their belt. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, I mean, but it ain't like there's like fucking twelve people getting killed every day. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. ain't like that. It ain't like that. Not at all. No, I I don't think it's like that anywhere. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably maybe not. maybe in super yeah. yeah. Well, I, I doubt even there because think about it, their population they the fucking they'd run out of inmates before no time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever well, engage in uh, what they call fishing, where you're dangling yes. like strings? Yes, stuff? yes, totally. Maybe not in Jason's place. No, Jason wouldn't have to do it because he was you know, like was me, San Quentin. We're gonna have to end it here soon. Uh, I think. Yeah. I, Jason I, I, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. Um, I got. I got shit. I gotta do. We're over yes. an hour. Fishing. So, you, t you take a bottle. You fill it with fucking something like soap or other things. Something hard. You just get it, smush it down. You get like a bunch of uh, uh, sheet and you, t and you tie strips of sheet together to make your line. And then you can shoot it out your cell and you sh back and forth. And the weight of the stuff in the bowl slide it down back and forth. Or you can throw it off the tier, drop it below, pop it to tiers above you, shit like that. Oh, and then, oh, kite. Well, it's sort of yeah, but it's a, it's called fishing. And then we did it with kites with paper, but with the yeah. string and everything was the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, in in jail and stuff, like you don't get the bottles very often. You know, in prison, you can actually get like soda bottles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the store and buy like a twenty ounce fucking Mountain Dew and shit. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then they would like you would tie like whatever your like your currency onto the string, and then they can bring it to their house. And then like let's say you're buying tobacco or buying soups or whatever off somebody, then they could tie the bag of whatever onto it, and then you just pull it back to your house. And fucking some people get really good at that. I had a buddy that could pop it up fucking like two two tiers. He'd get the people in front of him. He'd have a long ass string. And I, I was pretty good at it, but he was really good at it. And fucking the, he'd get them to shoot it down. Fucking like. He'd be hollering out, all right, 317. Now you grab and throw it up to 417. You know, and fucking <laughs> pretty soon yeah. he's fucking way over here and he's pulling shit in, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, I, I got to yeah. go. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Y'all two want to keep rolling. Until uh, next time, everybody, don't get busted. Yeah, You'll be joining us in the can. <laughs> but I don't want to leave. Prison is the best.
smoke a lot of weed and get really fucking stoned.